It's Thursday, September 12th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today from Motley Fool 1, Jason Moser, and from Motley Fool Supernova, Matt Argersinger. Happy Thursday, gentlemen. Hey, hey. Uh, apologize for the technical difficulties uh, yesterday. I have to apologize to our dozens of listeners because I, I woke up this morning to some email and some some tweets that uh, yesterday's podcast didn't make it on online in a timely manner. It is up now, so uh, so we, we'll try to avoid was that, that a technical future. glitch or was that a... Uh User error. Uh, I'm just uh, no. That was that was on our end. That was uh, as our producer Matt gotcha. Career would say. Mistakes were made. Hey. Mistakes were made. <laughs> um, we're going to talk retail. We've got a new CEO uh, in the entertainment industry. We're going to dip into the full mailbag and we're going to talk about uh, some very exciting news from the entertainment industry. But let's start with Lulu uh, Lemon, which is down more than six percent this morning after disappointing second quarter results. Jason, for the second straight quarter, Lululemon lowered guidance, which is probably as damning or uh, more damning than the results of their latest quarter. But this is a stock that's been on fire for a long time, but it really seems like they are um, uh, in a rough stretch here. Yeah, I mean, it's coming back down to earth a little bit here. And I mean, it actually wasn't really that bad of a quarter when you look at it on on the surface. I mean, same-store sales were up about 8%. It, revenue is growing, uh, but the big, the two big problems that that we see: number one, input costs are rising. So we saw about twenty five percent increase in input costs, and that comes from uh, just some potential shortage or supply concerns in the Luon material that they use, along with a different product mix. Uh, and then, and then the other, the other problem, as you mentioned, was the lower guidance. So they lower guidance for the quarter, lower guidance for the full year. And this is, you know, this stock is trading or was trading at least before today uh, around forty times earnings and around thirty five times full time. Uh, full year estimates, which, I mean, for a retailer that is even a high growth retailer, that's robust. Uh, and and so you know, it, there's some uncertainty there, at least with the leadership question still. Um, and, and you know, that's just kind of where it puts us today. I, I like this company and I like what they do, but it it really is one where price matters in in a big way. And so I mean, I don't I don't even look at today's sell off. Uh, like one right, I think it's just you go jump in on the stock now. I, I think it definitely is uh, worthy of getting getting on the watch list there. But uh, I, I, these guys are going to be forced to compete more on price as time goes on, and that's got to be concerned. Now, Jason, I have to ask. I didn't look at the quarter, but did the extra material costs have anything to do with the fact that they need more material for some of their uh, particular you know lines of clothing? I'm just I mean, I'm yeah. Just the question the question always comes out: Is this recall still bothering them? Is it still a problem? It, it's a problem to the extent that we're still talking about it. it so. It's true. And, Matty, as we talked about yesterday, you look at Christine Day, who had an amazing run as CEO. They do not yet have a replacement for her. Right. Incredibly big shoes to fill. That's got to be something to be cautious about if you're a shareholder or if you're looking at this stock and – it's on your watch list. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, so you have that, you know, Christine Day does not have a replacement. She's done a great job of really, I mean, she led the public offering of Lululemon. She's built the, the business over the last several years. Um, they don't have that. They've got, you know, they sort of, they still have this, this brand, slight brand problem. So I would say, and, and then Jason throws out some of the, you know, the valuation in, on, on the stock. And it's just, gosh, with all those short-term concerns, is this really one you want to jump into? At, at today's price, even after the sell-off, not sure. I feel like maybe we should get out there and tweet 
uh, you know, Alan Mulally is like under consideration to fill the CEO <laughs> role. It seems like he's always it's one candidate that's mentioned. There's Microsoft and, you know, and there's Lululemon. Who knows? I mean, right. but yeah, I, I think that is a big hurdle. Once they clear that hurdle of getting a new leader there, uh, you know, that should at least ease some concerns there in the uncertainty. But even stepping back from Lululemon, you look at a company, Men's Warehouse reported their latest results. Their stock is down double digits. And when you look over the last month or so in particular, it seems like apparel retail, I don't know if it's the worst industry for investors right now, but it's got to be on the short list. I I will say, I think you're right for the most part. I do agree with that. Now, where I would look... for potential opportunities in, in the the spaces that I think will continue to grow. When you look at like the global sporting equipment and apparel and footwear industry, uh, you know you have on one side of it there Lululemon, which is a very niche player, versus something like that overall sporting goods and, and apparel and footwear market at three hundred billion dollars plus today. I mean that's tremendous. And so then look at companies like Under Armour and Nike because those guys are like the jacks of all trades. They do it all, and they're going to get in there and compete more with Lululemon as time goes on as well. Yeah. And that's what I mean by Lulu's going to to, you know they're going to have to compete more in pricing, and I think that 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 does not bode well for their longer term margin picture. Yeah, but and I, but just to you know to Chris's point, I just think absolutely right. The, the apparel market's just been awful, and you know I, I think it was Francesca's I think, which is you know that that huge bellwether of, of retail <laughs> apparel. The CEO of Francesca's came out last week and said um, that there's just really no no dominant retail trend, apparel trend right now that that companies can jump on. Um, but I have to say I love. Men's Warehouse, I mean, you know, speaking the opposite spectrum from Lululemon, but I thought, I thought the CEO's comment was very interesting. You know, a lot of retailers, we, we, we chide them over the years for blaming things like the weather or, or seasonality and things like that. But here is the Men's Warehouse CEO, Doug Ewert, I'm probably, I'm probably mispronouncing that. He said on the conference call, he said, we believe the number 13 in 2013 is causing a small but meaningful number of brides to avoid getting married this year. Are wow. you kidding? That, that is an actual quote. That uh, so, in other words, people aren't getting married, so you have grooms out there not buying tuxedos or suits for weddings. I mean, I, you, know. you know what? If the name of the company was Brides Warehouse, that might hold just a tiny <laughs> bit of water with me. But that's please tell me that later, immediately after that, on the conference call, there was just peals of laughter. I, I can't, I can't say that. But he did say, but it's reassuring to see that a significant increase. There's a significant increase in advanced reservations for 2014 weddings. So men's warehouse will be fine. Next year, but 2013, bad for weddings. Unlucky. Somewhere, George Zimmer is just kicking back in his chair, saying, "I told you so." <laughs> uh, Pandora is up more than nine percent this morning on the news that Brian McAndrews will take over as CEO, president, and chairman of the board. Maddie, what do what do you know about Brian McAndrews that uh, mm. that most people don't know? <laughs> well, I, I I don't know him very well, but I do know this. Microsoft in 2007 spent a lot of money, actually $6.3 billion, to buy a company called Aquantif, um, where Brian McAndrews was the CEO of. How'd that work out um, for Microsoft? Well, as you might recall, last year, Microsoft had a write-down of about $6.2 billion, <laughs> relating to its web advertising business for which it bought in 2007 with Aquantif. So, so you're saying there was some value. Well, they, they made $100 million. They, they squeezed some value out of that acquisition. But I'm just saying, listen, you know, Pandora's uh, you know, made a big move here to get Brian McAndrews. But if you look at his, I guess you could say he was successful. I don't know. But the business that he was in charge of that Microsoft bought, they essentially said was worthless um, last year. So he's coming on to, you know, to run Pandora's, to increase Pandora's advertising business. Hmm. 
leaves me with a bit of a question mark. We talked about this very briefly on Investor Beat yesterday because Pandora was up uh, five or six percent. Five or six percent yesterday. Next week, uh, the new iOS from Apple comes out, so iTunes Radio is coming out, and you know we we had joked about. Apple's getting no respect, you know. Pandora's not afraid of them, and they're not afraid of iTunes Radio. I mean, all of which to say, this is shaping up to be a pretty great week so far. Or certainly, the last forty-eight hours for Pandora shareholders, right, is at least part of the enthusiasm around McAndrews. That hey, he knows what he's doing in terms of running a technology company, and part of the thesis yeah. now is possibly an acquisition of Pandora by a larger entity. Right, maybe maybe Microsoft, you know. They're, they're, I wasn't going to say okay. Microsoft, but <laughs> you know, they're looking for future write downs. No, I, I'm just saying. So he does, I mean, he comes in with a with a huge background. He obviously built a successful web advertising business. That is Pandora's business. I mean, 90, 99% of the revenue is going to be advertising. And so the I think the market likes the fact that he's coming in there that that's really potentially could boost their business, but at the same time, I mean, we know the one of the things Pandora is facing is this royalty issue with with artists and, and right. songwriters, and that, you know, I don't see Brian McAndrews as a real big expert in that field. Certainly, I mean, he's got the chops for for web advertising, but that is going to be one of the big issues for Pandora over the next few years, few quarters actually. So, that's that's a that's a risk. You can always drop us an email, radio at fool.com is our email address, and you can hit us up on Twitter at marketfoolery is our handle. Uh, Russell Comer in Dallas Town, Pennsylvania, with a question on Twitter. Any thoughts on MTW, uh, Jason, the ticker symbol for Manitowoc Company, yep. which is in the crane? Pretty interesting market these guys cover. <laughs> interesting business. Cranes and food service equipment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's, I'll preface this by saying that we, it is not a stock that is, is recommended in any of our services, so we don't cover it from that extent. But I did uh, look look further into it just to get a better idea of what the business is about. Like like we said there, they cover everywhere from cranes, uh, design and manufacture, to, to food service equipment and uh, brands like Frymaster. Uh, so, you know, I mean, looking at the company, looking at their income statement, the top line, uh, the revenues uh, side of things is, is relatively weak. It's pretty flat, hadn't grown a lot. Pulls in a decent amount of cash flow, uh, light inside ownership at around 1%. And it looks like their sales are broken up about half uh, in the U.S. And the, and the other half is the rest of the world. Uh, they do have a big slug of debt on the balance sheet at about $2 billion. And their coverage ratio, which ex- it, that essentially tells us how well they can service that debt, is around 2, which is very low. We'd like to see that number a lot higher. Uh, so, I mean, at first glance, I'm not all that interested in the company itself. I was going to say two, like. $2 billion of debt on the balance sheet for a company whose market cap is, I think, about $2.7, $2.8 billion. Yeah, so. and, that, and that's something, I mean, you, ha- you have to certainly be aware of. Is, I mean, it's, it's not really the debt as much as how they use their balance sheet to their advantage. I mean, companies can use debt very strategically and very well if they have a business that generates a lot of operating earnings that could cover that interest expense uh, year in and year out. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I look at this company and think, okay, well, they're some pretty phenomenal competitors in the food service side. I mean, Middleby, we've talked about before, is is in that line of work, and, and that's a tremendous market opportunity, uh, but but Middleby is also a tremendous offering and a very well-run company, so I'd be a little concerned from that side of things. I think that really what I would look for in Manitowoc is uh, further just to understand leadership better, uh, what kind of leadership team they have at, at that company, and then understanding what their market opportunity is. Is there a catalyst uh, that is that is going to play into a, a short-term event or some kind of long-term trend I'm not sure that I see that at first glance with Manitowoc. So, you know, personally, I'd probably take a pass and move forward. But uh, so, no, no thumbs up on caps. Or 
I mean... To be continued. Okay. To be continued. To, say, to make that kind of a call, I would have to look a little bit further into it. Uh, the stock has had a good run the last couple of years. Yeah. It has been a market beater, so definitely <clears throat> maybe one to put on the watch list. Yep. Uh, finally, shares of AMC Networks are up slightly this morning, and I think I speak for all of us when I say <laughs> I like to believe that this is due to one news story only, and that is the news that there will, in fact, be a confirmed spinoff of the hit TV show Breaking Bad featuring Saul Goodman. Uh, Better call Saul. Saul Goodman, uh, Walter White's attorney on Breaking Bad, uh, starring the great Bob Odenkirk. Who's more excited about this News than you, anybody? Well, you're, you're I think Mac is Mac just Greer. as we, we are equally excited. I think I mean, we both breaking back. Yeah, every Monday we, we have right fun talking Monday. about the. Uh, I mean, Mac, the the line from from last week's show when he when he met the kid in the car wash, and the kid was just starstruck, and he says, "Kid, don't drink and drive, but if you do, call me." That was the line <laughs> of the week. I thought, but uh, yeah, I mean, the interesting thing about this spinoff is that it's it, it would be. It would be pre-Breaking Bad. It would tell about Saul's development from, like, you know, his days in law school to, to sort of how he got where he was. And I think that actually the, there the could be Samoa, interesting, what is it, the American There Samoa. could be an interesting story there. I, and, and Odenkirk is obviously a tremendous actor. So I, I think that uh, I think that show could actually have legs. Uh, for those who have never seen Breaking Bad, it is worth going onto YouTube and just typing in Better Call Saul yeah. because uh, and and I I don't really watch Breaking Bad, but I'm a huge fan of Bob Odenkirk. Um, great comedic actor, writer uh, from Larry Sanders and Curb Your Enthusiasm and Mr. Show and that sort of thing. And there are clips of his character who's the, just this kind of sleazy lawyer. Uh, he's a lawyer on a billboard. He's a lawyer. <laughs> but, in, but, in, but endearing in so many ways. Oh, it's yes. just interesting. I mean, you yes. just, I, you know, watching him. You know, he's first, a sleazy lawyer that you absolutely root for. Yes. Yeah. Which, how could we, how many, are there any lawyers out there that you can actually say that about? <laughs> I, I Lionel Hutz, maybe. Huh. Lionel Hutz, attorney at law. Um, it, it, we were kicking around the idea this morning, um, sort of the whole notion of what do we want to see on a, a TV show featured uh, featuring Saul Goodman. From the world of business, if we could have like a CEO cameo, just a walk-on <laughs> where Saul Goodman is sort of pitching his wares. I feel like Warren Buffett is at the point where he could roll with just about anything. So, but I, I, you know, but he's also in a position where he could just pick and choose. But I also feel like there are CEOs who, if they called up the creators of this new show and said, you know, um, Jeff Bezos would really love to do a, a walk on. Uh, you know, <laughs> Meg Whitman is a huge fan of Breaking Bad. She'd love. You know, can we just get a cameo? Who would you want to see on? You know, just a quick cameo on you know, the, the Better Call Saul. That's a good question, but I, I think that, in all honesty, so Jeff Bezos wouldn't want to do it, I don't think. Warren Buffett, he actually did that in The Office. He made a cameo in The Office, which was right. pretty cool. But I think, actually, drawing the connection between, because uh, Vince Gilligan has always talked about how Netflix has done such a great job of making Breaking Bad more successful because it made it more accessible to more viewers. I think it would actually be pretty clever to have Reed Hastings do a little walkthrough. Bam. That would be pretty cool. I would like that. Can't top that. I mean, for some reason, the, the first CEO, and he's not the CEO anymore, the first name that came to my mind was Dick Fold, the C- former CEO of Lehman Brothers. Just I feel like, you know, it's just that they'd have so much to share, and, you know, Saul could be like, no, you, you did all these things wrong. I mean, this is what you should have done. <laughs> now, what about a winning spinoff? I mean, beyond that, like the one that I always thought would really work that I just can't believe, I can't believe it never happened. I mean, I'm just a tremendous Seinfeld fan. And I always felt, I mean, Curb Your Enthusiasm, obviously tremendous, but that's not really a spinoff. I, I was just always convinced there could be a George Costanza show. I thought that that was, that was just, that was like, 
just a no-brainer. Mm. Well, it never happened. I just I was surprised. And let's be clear: there is a lot of money to be made in spinoffs. Yeah. Um, individual uh, actors, actresses, and certainly corporations. I mean, oh, okay. all kidding aside, <laughs> about AMC Networks. If you're a shareholder of that company, you're thrilled about this because the possibility of making even more money off of an established character, there is money to be made there. Absolutely. We will be tuning in. Jason Moser, Matt Argusinger, guys, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Matt Greer. Breaking Bad fan number one, helping us out behind the glass today. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We will see you on Monday. (laughs) Oh, hello. I was just working on a multi-million dollar lawsuit for one of my clients. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, a lawsuit sounds good, Saul, but uh, who can I sue? (laughs) <laughs> Who can you sue? Try police departments, libraries, construction companies, school officials, cleaning services, financial institutions, local and international, your neighbors, your family members, your church, synagogue, or other religious institution, your employers, your employers' customers, suppliers, companies in other countries, companies that made the drugs that were turned into the drugs that you took. <laughs> limitless. But so, how can I sue these people and institutions? I have no grounds. Do me a favor. Let me answer that question in person. <laughs> Better call Saul. All right. <laughs> we need Bravo. We need to get the Better Call Saul T-shirts. I mean that we got to get those. You've seen that, right? They are they are money. Fantastic.